Hi everyone, welcome to 10 Minute Workday Zen, the podcast about trying to bring a little calm into the chaos of our day-to-day. Every episode, we read through a Zen cone or other teaching and talk about how the lessons we learn can be applied to our lives. I'm your host, Chris Aiken, and today we'll be talking about accepting impermanence and change in order to find peace and wisdom. Today's cone is titled, No Water, No Moon. When the nun Chayono studied Zen under Buku of Angaku, she was unable to attain the fruits of meditation for a long time. At last, one moonlit night, she was carrying water in an old pail bound with bamboo. The bamboo broke, and the bottom fell out of the pail, and at that moment Chayono was set free. In commemoration, she wrote a poem. In this way that I tried to save the old pail, since the bamboo strip was weakening and about to break, until at last the bottom fell out. No more water in the pail, no more moon in the water. This is a pretty quick and simple cone, and I like it because it really highlights the fact of life, that everything is impermanent. Nothing is going to be forever. I think that Chayono had trouble understanding this because she had never been given such a specific example of how something you can take for granted can very suddenly and inexplicably in some cases simply no longer exist. The cone presents us with three specific metaphors. The first one is the bamboo pail, the second one is the water, and the third one is the moon. It seems to me that the bamboo pail represents nothing less than ourselves, this idea that our self is a separate and unique entity. We use our self, the bamboo pail, to hold our perception of the world. In this case, the water is the representation of how we perceive things. You can see this because the moon is reflected in the water. Everything you see, touch, smell, taste, everything you experience is simply a reflection of the universe as it actually is. It's our way to figure out how to explain what we're perceiving, but in an imperfect way. If you need to further that example, go to any body of water and look at the reflection of an object. It's distorted, it's wavy, When the water is perfectly calm, you get an almost perfect view of what the object is supposed to be. Much like the water reflecting something in an almost perfect way, when your mind and self are calm, you can almost see how the universe holds together and what the actual truth and wisdom out there just might be. But even the calmest body of water only reflects things imperfectly. It's only when we spend the time to break the vehicle, to break the the bucket in which we hold our perception and let the water run away, that we see that the water has been doing us a disservice. Our calmest actual perception is doing us a disservice because we can never truly understand what it is we're seeing. In order to actually understand, what we need to do is stop using our pail and water to reflect on the universe, what we need to be doing is experiencing it directly. We can only do that when we give up this idea of self. When we spend too much time thinking of ourselves as being real or permanent, I think what happens is we forget that change and impermanence, entropy essentially, is how the universe actually is. The natural state is not towards order. The natural state is kind of towards chaos. We use the order in our day-to-day lives to give meaning to that chaos. You may think that this is kind of a weird thing for me to say because in the very opening I say we're trying to bring calm to the chaos of our day-to-day, but in reality, 
Calm and order are not the same thing. You don't have to be ordered to be calm and you don't have to be calm to be ordered. So what we're looking for is we're looking for the chaos to resume, to remain, to keep on keeping on just like it does because that's what the universe is. It's this huge mishmash of everything happening at once. What we need to do is find our little pocket of calm so that we can understand and accept that this is just the way things are. Now that is much easier said than done and I recognize that. So what can we do to start accepting all of this change and all of this impermanence that our lives are going to be made of? The first step is simply to recognize that change is going to happen in your day-to-day -day life, in your career, in your marriage or other romantic relationships, in your friendships with others, in your hobbies, in your sense of self, in what you like, in what you don't like. Every single thing that you experience about yourself or about the world is going to change. So the very first step is you have to accept the fact of change. I know I'm making that sound like it's this simple thing, and I know from personal experience that it's not, but that really is step one. Simply accept that change is going to happen. And from there, it'll be a little bit easier to deal with it when it does. Step one is accepting it. Step two is figuring out why the change makes you feel fearful or anxious or some other negative emotion, maybe anger. Figure out why the change bothers you and you'll cut down to the root of the actual problem. For instance, a good example might be a childhood friend that you grew up with and that you've known for 10, 15, 20, 30 years suddenly passes away. Or maybe it's a parent or another loved one suddenly passes away. The major change that you're experiencing is the fact that you no longer have that person, their influence, their voice in your mind and in your life on a day-to-day -day basis in a lot of cases. The feeling that most of us get in these cases is going to be one of supreme loss. And what you've lost is that person's current presence in your life, as well as their future presence in your life. And this can be a hard thing to reconcile, but I think the best way to accept this sort of change is to remember the past glories, if you will, the past happiness, the past things that made you glad to have that person or that thing in your life, and then let that carry you into the future. Because if you start dwelling on the sadness, that's pretty much all you're going to have. But if you remember the happy times, then you'll move forward with that instead of the negative emotions. Once you can accept the change happens, once you can identify the negative emotions that are bringing you down, it's going to be easier to identify the positive thoughts, the happy thoughts, the happy zen place that you can go to that's going to help you deal with this change. Once you've got this idea of a good place that you could be going, a good trajectory for your thoughts and feelings, it's time to start thinking about how the change could have a positive impact on your life. This is a topic that can be really difficult to discuss, especially with someone who just went through a strong loss because you're basically asking that person, well, yes, this person that you loved died or left, but look on the bright side. How is this going to make you a better person? This is a really, really difficult thing to actually do, but it's what you have to do. How will this make you a better person? 
If you lose a parent and that parent was well known to you or your family for being very wise or someone that you always went to advice for, and you're known to be the person closest to the deceased loved one, well, now it might fall to you to assume that role. At first, that's going to feel very stressful, but what it's actually doing is giving you a bigger role in the happiness of others. It gives you the opportunity to assume the mantle of a sort of advisor to friends and family that the deceased family member may have filled before you. You may come to think that you're unworthy or unable to fill those shoes because the person before you played such a major role in their lives, but the reality of the situation is you are going to become better simply by the striving to be as good as a person that you respected. Once you do identify this way that a major change is going to be of benefit to you, you need to put it into practice. It's all well and good to say, oh, I'm going to think of the good things that this person or this situation left behind, and I'm going to leave everything else in the past and just go forth with positivity. But then if you fail to do that, it's not going to do you any benefit. When it comes to dealing with change and the fact that things are just going to be gone one day, it's not going to ever do you any good to simply give lip service to it. You need to truly practice letting go of the things that you can't control, letting go of the things that change, and embracing the new world that you live in for what it is and for how it can make you happy, for how it can benefit you. And that's pretty much going to be your homework. If you are suffering right now because of a major change in your life that either has occurred or is about to occur, I want you to go through the stages of acceptance. The first thing I need you to do is get a piece of paper and write down 15 times, change is inevitable and change is okay. I am better for it. Change is inevitable and change is okay. I am better for it. From there, identify what you fear about the change that you've just experienced or you're about to experience. Once you've identified your fears, I need you to start identifying what can counter those fears, which is what's the good that can come from this change? How will you become a better person, better able to serve your community, better able to take care of your family, better able to be a more complete person because of the change that you're about to experience or you just recently have experienced? There are very few changes that occur in life, very few impermanent things that disappear out of our lives that you cannot find some benefit for them having been and then having gone. And I'm not going to bog down your mind with giving you examples. What I want you to do is find a way, a way that works for you, and I want you to write it down, I want you to talk it out, to accept and move past the major changes that are forcing you to live a life that is too focused on fear and not enough focused on hope. So thanks for joining me today on 10 Minute Workday Zen. I hope I've given you some food for thought and brought a little calm to a hectic day. If you like this podcast, please take the time to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We depend on our listeners to help us make the show better and to bring it to other ears that can benefit from the stories we share. This podcast is produced by Aiken Entertainment. Music is from www.bensound.com. All rights are reserved.